Are you ready? Welcome to Radio Grognard, King Size, the OSR podcast with more stuff. With your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, old man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. Uh, it's going to be a little noisy today. And uh, don't let, let your... Let your dungeons breathe, okay? We'll talk about that after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. I got to thinking about something that I do, or I've heard of as as an artist, as a the person who draws. Um, one of the things you should look at when you're an artist is negative space. And that means the space in between what you put down. And see if you you do do you need it? Do you not need it? You always need some negative space. And you know what? That applies to adventures too, role playing games too. And basically, what you need to do is let your dungeons breathe, let your adventures breathe. And you you neophyte game masters out there should learn this. I believe it was Gary Gygax who said, uh, uh, your dungeons, about a third of them, a third of the rooms in your dungeons should be empty. That doesn't mean there's there's nothing there. They should be empty. In other words, no monsters, no people, nothing going on in there. And I would apply that to an entire adventure. Think about your negative space. Because, you know, your character's, they're moving around. If they're in the sandbox, they're really moving around. But if they've got some kind of quest where they have to go from here to there, you don't have to load it up with every single every single time they, they stop for camp or on the road or something like that. You know, it all comes back to pace again. If you got them being waylaid by bandits two times, a, at least even once a day, that's too much. Uh Two times a day, three, no, no. You know, every time I've had, I've seen GMs way back when, and it's, they would, they would do something to the characters every night. I remember one GM who, I don't know why I kept playing with him, but the reason, well, he was just, all right, he was a jerk GM. GM, let's say that. He was a jerk GM because we do stuff like 
spend our hard-earned gold pieces, or even not hard-earned yet if you're a first-level character, on things like horses to get from here to there easier. Every single night we broke, we set up camp, no matter who was on watch, our horses got stolen. We go into a dungeon, our horses get stolen. He would do that every single time. He had this attitude where everybody should be on foot. I don't know where he got that, or he's, like I said, he's just being a jerk to him. So, you know, that kind of like, you know, leaves a bad taste in your mouth, if you know what I mean. But, you know, he would always have something going. And it's like, man, don't we ever get to rest? I mean, I'm not talking about the rest that GMs don't want you to do, like everybody takes a short rest, everybody takes a long rest. So you're always on the top of your game. Yeah, there's going to be times when we're going to be tired and stuff, but, you know, you can't just keep hammering and hammering and hammering on the players. Because, like I said, it's a matter of pace. And, you know, when, when somebody like Gary says, a third of your dungeon should have empty rooms, here's the deal. You can't pack a dungeon with everything. Because you get into the ecology problem, you get into the logic problem. You've got six orcs in one room and a couple of troglodytes in the other. Well, they're going to kill each other. You know, you don't put mortal enemies. I'm just assuming they're mortal enemies. You don't put two different enemies in the same, you know, adjacent rooms. Things like that. That's just, you know, that's just common sense right there. So... You know, you got to you got to think about these things. And when I say empty, here's what I mean when I'm in empty rooms. You have basic stuff that's in a dungeon, okay? Depending on what it is. If it's a keep, you probably have bedrooms and barracks, and you know, I even put I even put restrooms there. You know, you got uh, the cistern and all that kind of stuff, and uh, outhouse. You know. Um, and you got a kitchen, and you got, you know, that's fine. That's a library. That's fine and dandy. But figure out those things ahead of time. Figure out how many rooms you want in your dungeon, what things you need to put in your dungeon, you know, regular rooms or special rooms, and then the rest are empty. But here's the thing. Um, in a lot of books, especially the first edition Dungeon Master's Guide, you can find tables for, quote-unquote, dungeon dressing. I would advise you to use those charts because, you know, after the third time when people come across, oh, it's an empty room, oh, it's an empty room, oh, it's an empty room, well, that gets, that's almost as bad as having something happen every room. So what you want to do is, you know, aside from the ones you already planned, if it's an empty room, roll on chart. They could find something in there, you know? And if they're empty, they're empty, but they'll have stuff like, oh, there's some broken barrels in here. Oh, there's got, you know, they've got dust on the floor, and that's about it. It looks like people have been moving through here. Uh, everything's been cleared out. There used to be pictures on the wall. There's nothing on there now, that kind of thing. You know, it's atmosphere. What you're getting at is atmosphere because you want to, you want to, to you know, you're trying to keep up with the theme of the, the atmosphere of the dungeon, you know, and you know, your powers of description are very, should be very good 
enough to be able to go, okay, you're in this room, and it looks like looks like this used to be some kind of rec room, but there's stuff like there's a dart board on the wall with a few darts sticking in it. Looks like tables and chairs used to be there, but they've either either been some of them been smashed in a corner, and the rest have done. They're they're gone. There's there's a, what looks like where chairs and stuff used to be. And that's that's what you do. And just leave it at that. Yes, they're going to want to search it. Of course they're going to want to search it. And it's up to you whether you want to put something in there for them to find or not. But not everything has to be a combat. Not everything has to be a trap. But if you want to put something in there, you go right ahead. In fact, that's why a third of the dungeons dungeon room should be empty. It, it's... Think of it as not an empty room, but a GM opportunity. It's an opportunity. If you don't want to do the opportunity, if you don't want to do nothing, don't do nothing. But if you want to put something in there, put the dungeon dressing in there. You know, maybe there was a, a, a trap you wanted to put in there, but you forgot. Put it in that room. So this is this is what you got to think of, like by letting you know when you as your GM letting your dungeons. Breathe, because they cannot be crammed full of stuff, as I've said many times during this episode. So I just want to make sure that you, you know, the the younger younger folks out there, uh, the uh, neophytes, understand this, because I've seen I've seen, I've seen GMs who just pack their de- one guy. I went to a convention where this one guy took the first Grimtooth's Traps book. And dumped the whole thing in a dungeon, in his dungeon. He thought he was so clever. Oh, you are so clever. You put every single trap in there. And this is back when they only had one Grimtooth book, way back when. And it's like, okay, my character died in the middle of it. Fine. That was, uh, that was why I played this character. Because I knew he was going to die and I didn't care. I, it's not, it, let me put it this way. It wasn't two mores. It was more like Tomb of Death Clowns or something, <laughs> but it was it was pretty bad. That's what I, all I gotta say. But anyway, I think you get the idea. Of letting your br- dungeons breathe. Anyway, I gotta go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognard@gmail.com or drop me a voicemail at Spotify for podcasters. We are monetized, so as little as ninety nine cents a month, you too can help us support us, support me, and I would thank you. If you want to do a single donation, you go to my Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard, or my PayPal tip jar, paypal.me slash oldmangrognard. Let me thank these people who do give to me monthly. Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Gilbert Sars, and Benjamin Brodell, thank you very much. For other good podcasts, is Dan Grigg at the Young YUNG Young Grognard Podcast, Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast, Daniel Norton's Bandits Key Podcast, Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest Podcast, Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tenkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. You got questions? You got comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Tune in next time when Radio Grognard King Size is on the air. <laughs>